life of Queen Elizabeth I. At 6am, Queen Elizabeth would begin her day by waking up early. This early rising was common practice among nobility and royalty during the Tudor period. As it was believed that starting the day early allowed for more productivity and efficiency. Please continue to support my channel by subscribing. Upon waking, the Queen would be attended to by her ladies-in-waiting, who would help her and her morning routine, such as washing her face and hands, brushing her hair, and getting dressed. Elizabeth was known for her elaborate and fashionable attire, so dressing would have been a lengthy process involving multiple layers of clothing, including a chemise, corset, petticoat and gown, as well as accessories like jewellery and headpieces. Once she was dressed, Queen Elizabeth would participate in her morning prayers. As a devout Protestant, prayer was an important aspect of her daily life. She would often be accompanied by her chaplain during these prayers, and together they would recite prayers from the Book of Common Prayer or read passages from the Bible. This time spent in prayer would help the Queen to centre herself spiritually and mentally prepare for the busy day ahead. The practice of morning prayers also served as a demonstration of her commitment to the Protestant faith, which was crucial during her reign. Elizabeth sought to establish religious stability in England after the tumultuous reigns of her half-siblings, Edward VI and Mary I, who had supported Protestant and Catholic causes, respectively. By starting her day with Protestant prayers, Elizabeth would be reaffirming her dedication to her faith and set an example for her subjects. At 7am, Queen Elizabeth would have breakfast in her private chambers. Meals during the Tudor era were typically more modest compared to the extravagant feasts often associated with royalty. The Queen's breakfast would likely consist of simple fare such as bread, butter and ale, or watered-down wine. Since tea and coffee were not popular in England during her reign, ale or wine would be the preferred breakfast beverage, as the water was often considered unsafe to drink. During her breakfast, Queen Elizabeth would be attended to by her ladies-in-waiting, who would serve her food and ensure that she had everything that she needed. The ladies-in-waiting played an important role in the daily life of the Queen as they were responsible for maintaining her well-being, helping with personal care and providing companionship. Many of these women came from noble families and were chosen for their loyalty, intelligence and social graces. While dining, the Queen might engage in casual conversation with her ladies-in-waiting, discussing topics such as the latest court gossip fashion or news from around the kingdom. Elizabeth was known for her wit and intelligence, so these conversations would likely be lively and engaging. Breakfast was typically a private and relatively quiet affair compared to other royal meals, giving the Queen an opportunity to ease into her day before embarking on her busy schedule of meetings, consultations and public appearances. At 8am, Queen Elizabeth would turn her attention to matters of state, meeting with her councillors, secretaries and ambassadors to discuss various issues and receive updates on current affairs. 
These meetings would take place in the royal apartments or council chambers and could include a range of topics, such as domestic policies, foreign relations, military strategy and financial matters. Elizabeth was known for her active involvement in the governance of her kingdom and she valued the input of her trusted advisers. Some of the key figures in her government included William Cecil, Lord Burley, Sir Francis Walsingham, her principal secretary and spymaster, and Robert Dudley, the Earl of Leicester, a close friend and confidant. During these meetings, the Queen would listen to reports from her advisers, ask questions and engage in debates. She was known for her sharp intellect and extensive knowledge on a wide range of subjects, which allowed her to make informed decisions and maintain control over her government. Elizabeth's hand-on approach to governance played a significant role in the stability and prosperity of her reign, and her decisions were often marked by a strong sense of pragmatism and a keen understanding of the political landscape. These meetings would also involve reviewing and signing important documents, such as royal decrees, grants and warrants. Elizabeth was conscious of her image as a monarch and took her duties seriously, ensuring that her decisions were well-considered and in the best interests of her people. The 8am meetings were just the beginning of a long day of consultations, discussions and decision-making for the Queen, who would continue to address various matters throughout the day, both in private meetings with her advisers and during her public appearances in court. Throughout her reign, Queen Elizabeth issued numerous royal decrees, also known as Acts of Parliament, to address various matters of state, religion and society. Some of the most significant royal decrees during her reign included the Act of Supremacy. This decree re-established the monarch as the Supreme Governor of the Church of England, a title that had been first claimed by her father, King Henry VIII. This act reversed the pro-Catholic policies of her half-sister, Queen Mary I, and marked the beginning of Elizabethan religious settlement, which aimed to establish a moderate form of Protestantism in England. Act of Uniformity This act mandated the use of the Book of Common Prayer in all church services, and established a standard form of worship for the Church of England. It sought to create religious unity within the Kingdom, by blending elements of both Protestant and Catholic traditions, with the aim of appeasing both factions. The Poor Laws These laws aim to address issues of poverty and unemployment by organising local parishes to provide relief to the poor and needy. They established a system of taxation to fund these relief efforts and created workhouses to provide employment and training for those unable to work. At 10am, Queen Elizabeth would devote time to reading and responding to letters and other correspondence from her subjects, courtiers and foreign dignitaries. This task was an essential part of her daily routine, as it allowed her to stay informed about the affairs of her kingdom and maintain diplomatic relations with other countries. Elizabeth was known for her eloquent writing style and her fluency in several languages, including Latin, Greek, French and Italian. This linguistic ability allowed her to communicate effectively with foreign diplomats and rulers, 
as well as her own subject, who hailed from diverse linguistic backgrounds. During this time, the Queen would be assisted to by her secretaries, who would help her draft responses and manage the voluminous correspondence that came her way. Sir Francis Walsingham, her principal secretary, played a crucial role in managing her correspondence and gathering intelligence for her. He was also known for his extensive spy network, which helped to keep Elizabeth informed of potential threats and conspiracies. The correspondence the Queen would receive covered a wide range of topics, from political alliances and trade agreements, to requests for patronage, personal letters from friends and family, and petitions from her subjects. Reading and responding to these letters allowed Elizabeth to maintain a strong connection with her subjects and to stay aware of their needs and concerns. Through her correspondence, Queen Elizabeth was able to project her authority, showcase her intelligence and wisdom, and foster a sense of loyalty and devotion among her subjects. Her letters and responses were often marked by a thoughtful diplomatic tone, reflecting her pragmatic approach to ruling and her keen understanding of the complex political landscape of her time. At 11am, Queen Elizabeth would dedicate time to her private study, focusing on her scholarly pursuits and intellectual interests. As a highly educated woman, Elizabeth valued learning and personal growth, and she took the time to nurture her mind and expand her knowledge throughout her life. During this time, the Queen might engage in various activities such as reading. Elizabeth was an avid reader and had an extensive library, which included works on theology, history, philosophy and literature. She would read not only for pleasure, but also to stay informed about current events and intellectual developments. Writing. The Queen was known for her eloquent writing style and would often compose letters, speeches and even poetry. She might use this time to draft important correspondence or write creatively, expressing her thoughts and feelings on various subjects. Language studies. Elizabeth was fluent in several languages, including Latin, Greek, French and Italian. She might use her private study time to practice her language skills, translate texts, or learn new languages to enhance her diplomatic abilities and understanding of foreign texts. Tutoring. The Queen might receive instruction from tutors on various subjects to further expand her knowledge. She was known to have studied under prominent scholars such as Roger Ashcombe, who taught her classics, history, and rhetoric. Music and arts. Elizabeth was a talented musician and enjoyed playing the virginals, a keyboard instrument similar to a harpist chord. She might spend some time practicing her musical skills or engaging in other artistic pursuits, such as embroidery or painting. This dedicated time for private study and intellectual pursuits allowed Elizabeth to sharpen her mind, maintain her keen understanding of the world around her. Her commitment to learning and self-improvement contributed to her reputation as an intelligent and capable ruler, who was deeply involved in the governance of her kingdom and well-versed in a wide range of subjects. At 12pm, Queen Elizabeth would have lunch, also known as the midday meal. Unlike the simple breakfast that she had earlier, 
lunch would be a more elaborate affair, with a variety of dishes being served. The meal would typically include several courses, featuring meats, poultry, fish, fruits, vegetables and pastries. The dishes served at the Queen's table would reflect the culinary trends and preferences of the Elizabethan era. Some examples of food that might be served at her lunch included roasted meat such as venison or beef, pies filled with meat or fruit, and pottages, which were thick stews made with vegetables and grains. Elizabeth was known to have a sweet tooth, so desserts like marzipan, fruit tarts and spiced cakes could also be a part of the meal. While the Queen dined, she would often be entertained by the court musicians, who would play music or perform songs and dances. This entertainment would create a pleasant and lively atmosphere during the meal, allowing the Queen to relax and enjoy her lunch break. Elizabeth would typically dine in her private chambers, accompanied by her ladies-in-waiting and a few trusted members of her court. This relatively intimate setting provided the Queen with an opportunity to engage in informal conversations with her close circle, discussing matters ranging from court gossip and fashion trends to political events and personal matters. The lunchtime meal served as a brief respite for the Queen from her busy schedule, allowing her to recharge and enjoy some leisure time before returning to her official duties and engagements for the remainder of the day. At 1pm, Queen Elizabeth would partake in leisure activities that allowed her to unwind and relax after a busy morning of meetings, correspondence and intellectual pursuits. Some of the activities that she might engage in include Outdoor pursuits Elizabeth enjoyed spending time outdoors and participating in events such as falconry, riding or archery. Engaging in these physical activities allowed her to maintain her health and well-being and provided a break from the often confined and formal atmosphere of the royal court. Watching plays and performances. The Queen was a patron of the arts and particularly fond of theatre. She might spend some time attending performances by playwrights such as William Shakespeare and Christopher Marlowe or watching Marquise which were elaborate court entertainments featuring music, dance and elaborate costumes. Walking in the royal gardens. Elizabeth might take a leisurely stroll through the palace gardens, appreciating the beauty of her surroundings and enjoying the fresh air. This activity also provided her with the opportunity to converse informally with her ladies-in-waiting and close courtiers. Playing music. The Queen was a skilled musician and enjoyed playing the virginals, a keyboard instrument similar to a harpist chord. She might spend some time practicing or playing music for her own enjoyment or for her courtiers. Playing games. Elizabeth enjoyed playing games such as cards, chess or backgammon, which allowed her to engage in friendly competition with her courtiers and exercise her strategic thinking. These leisure activities serve several purposes for Queen Elizabeth. They provided her with an opportunity to relax and recharge, fostered camaraderie among her courtiers, and allowed her to project an image of grace, culture and sophistication. By participating in various leisure activities, Elizabeth demonstrated her versatility as a ruler 
balancing her dedication to her duties with a genuine enjoyment of the arts and recreational pursuits. At 3pm, Queen Elizabeth would return to her royal duties, attending to matters of state, court business and diplomacy. This part of her day might include meeting with advisors. Elizabeth would continue to hold meetings with her councillors, secretaries and other advisors, discussing ongoing matters, revisiting topics on the morning meetings, or addressing new issues that arose during the day. Audiences with foreign diplomats. The Queen might receive foreign diplomats, envoys or ambassadors, discussing matters of international relations, trade and alliances. These meetings played a crucial role in maintaining diplomatic relations and projecting her image as a powerful and respected monarch on the international stage. Holding court. Elizabeth would often hold court in the afternoon, where she would be surrounded by her courtiers, who would pay their respects, present gifts or seek her favour. This ceremonial aspect of her day served to reinforce her authority and the social hierarchy of her court. Reviewing legal cases and petitions. The Queen would also dedicate time to reviewing legal cases petitions and appeals from her subjects. This responsibility was an important aspect of her role as a monarch and her judgments in these matters could have a significant impact on the lives of her subjects. Correspondence. Elizabeth would continue to attend to her correspondence, reading and responding to letters from both within her kingdom and abroad. This ongoing communication was essential for staying informed and maintaining control over her fast realm. At the height of her reign, Queen Elizabeth discussed a wide range of topics with her advisors, addressing various aspects of governance, diplomacy and domestic affairs. Some of these key issues she would have discussed with her advisors include religious matters. As the Supreme Governor of the Church of England, Elizabeth sought to maintain a balance between the Protestant and Catholic factions within her kingdom. She and her advisors would discuss religious policies, strategies to maintain religious stability, and ways to address dissent or threats posed by religious extremists. Foreign Relations Queen Elizabeth's reign was marked by complex international relations, with England navigating a delicate balance of power among other European nations. She would discuss diplomatic relations with countries such as Spain, France and the Netherlands, as well as potential alliances or conflicts that could arise from these interactions. Military and Defence The Queen and her advisers would discuss matters related to the military, including the need for a strong navy to protect England's shores and the defence of the Kingdom against potential invasions such as the Spanish Armada in 1588. Economic Policies Elizabeth and her councillors would discuss strategies to strengthen England's economy, including trade agreements, the regulation of industries and the management of royal finances. They would also address issues such as inflation, unemployment and the need for economic stability. Succession Planning Although Elizabeth never married or had children, the matter of succession was always a pressing concern. The Queen and her advisers would discuss potential heirs, the implications of different succession scenarios 
and strategies to ensure a smooth transition of power. At 4pm, Queen Elizabeth would likely continue attending to her royal duties and engage in other activities that contributed to the governance and well-being of her kingdom. Some of the tasks and responsibilities she might focus on during this time include Inspecting the royal household Elizabeth would occasionally inspect various departments within her royal household, ensuring that everything was running smoothly and efficiently. This could involve checking on the staff, reviewing the accounts, or overseeing the preparation for upcoming events or ceremonies. Planning for public appearances The Queen might spend some time with her advisors and staff, discussing and planning her public appearances, such as processions, ceremonies, and visits to different parts of her kingdom. These public appearances were essential for maintaining her image in connection with her subjects. Patronage and appointments. Elizabeth would also be responsible for granting patronage to artists, scholars and other members of her court. She would discuss potential candidates for various positions and appointments with her advisors, considering their skill, loyalty and suitability for the role. Education and cultural patronage. As a highly educated monarch with a keen interest in the arts and learning, Elizabeth would dedicate time to fostering the intellectual and cultural developments of her court and kingdom. She might discuss the establishment of schools, colleges and other educational institutions, as well as providing patronage and support for artists, playwrights and musicians. Preparations at evening events. In the late afternoon, the Queen would likely begin preparing for evening events or entertainments scheduled for that day. This could involve discussing the plans with her staff, reviewing the guest list or choosing her attire and jewellery for the occasion. At 5pm, Queen Elizabeth would start transitioning from her daytime duties to preparing for her evening activities and events. Some of the tasks and activities she might engage in during this time include Supper. As the evening approached, the Queen would have supper, which was another opportunity for her to enjoy a variety of dishes prepared by her skilled cooks. This meal would be less formal than lunch, but still feature several courses of meat, poultry, fish, vegetables and desserts. Supper was a chance for Elizabeth to relax and enjoy the company of her close circle of courtiers and ladies-in-waiting before attending evening events. Dressing for the evening. In preparation for the evening's activities, the Queen would change her attire selecting an elegant and elaborate gown, jewellery and accessories. Elizabeth was renowned for her sense of style and her extensive wardrobe, which showcased her wealth and power. Dressing for the evening was an important ritual that allowed her to project her authority and sophistication. Evening prayers. As a devout Christian, Queen Elizabeth would likely spend some time in private prayer or meditation reflecting on her day and seeking spiritual guidance for her decisions and actions. Preparing for evening entertainment. The Queen would discuss the evening's entertainment with her staff and ensure that everything was ready for the upcoming events. This would include music, dances, plays or masks, which were popular forms of entertainment at the Elizabethan court. Briefings from advisors. As the day drew to a close, Elizabeth might receive final briefings from her advisers, 
discussing any pressing issues that arose during the day or updating her on the outcomes of early meetings and discussions. At 6pm, Queen Elizabeth would begin her evening engagements, which typically involves socialising and entertainment with her courtiers and guests. Some of the activities she might participate in during this time include evening entertainment. The Queen would enjoy various forms of entertainment such as music and dance. As a patron of the arts, Elizabeth took great pleasure in attending plays by renowned playwrights such as William Shakespeare. She would also socialise with her courtiers. The Queen would spend some time conversing and socialising with them, discussing matters of state, court gossip or lighter topics. These interactions allowed Elizabeth to maintain her connection with her court and foster a sense of loyalty and camaraderie among her advisers. She also hosted banquets and feasts, and on special occasions during visits from foreign dignitaries, Queen Elizabeth would host elaborate banquets, showcasing her wealth and culinary skills of her kitchen staff. These events often featured multiple courses, exquisite dishes and fine wines, accompanied by music, dancing and other forms of entertainment. She would also enjoy playing games such as cards, chess or backgammon, and these games allowed her to engage in friendly competition and to exercise her strategic thinking. At 8pm, Queen Elizabeth would continue to engage in evening activities, often focused on entertainment, relaxation and spending time with her courtiers. She might have partaken in private performances. The Queen might attend private performances of plays, mass or musical recitals within the palace. These intimate settings allowed her to appreciate the talents of her court musicians, actors and playwrights more closely. She also had a keen interest in learning and intellectual discussions. She might spend some time engaging in conversations with scholars, poets or philosophers who were invited to her court, discussing topics such as literature, history or current events. If a grand banquet or feast was taking place, it would likely continue into the evening hours, with more courses being served, accompanied by additional music, dances and other forms of entertainment. She also had an interest in astrology, and she might spend some time stargazing, or discussing astrology predictions and interpretations with her advisors and personal astrologer, John Dee. As the evening progressed, the Queen might retire to her private chambers with a select group of friends and confidants, where they could engage in more personal and informal conversations away from the larger court gatherings. At 10pm, Queen Elizabeth would begin to wind down her evening activities, preparing to retire for the night. Some of the activities and rituals she might engage in during this time include evening prayers. As a devout Christian, the Queen would likely spend some time in private prayer or meditation, offering thanks for the day's events and seeking spiritual guidance for the days ahead. Elizabeth was also known for her elaborate skincare routine and would spend time attending to her grooming and skincare needs. She might remove her makeup, which often included the use of lead-based cosmetics, and apply various ointments and creams to maintain her fair complexion and youthful appearance. The Queen enjoyed reading and might spend some time before bed pursuing books, letters or documents. 
she could also choose to engage in personal writing, such as composing poetry, drafting letters or keeping a diary. Elizabeth might have a final brief meeting with her advisors or secretaries to address any urgent matters or receive updates on the day's events before retiring for the night. Finally, Queen Elizabeth would retire to her private bedchamber where she would be attended to by her ladies-in-waiting. They would help her change into her nightclothes and ensure that she was comfortable for the night. At 11pm, having completed her nightly rituals and preparing to sleep, some final activities that she might engage in include Reading in bed Elizabeth might spend a few more minutes reading in bed, enjoying a book or going over letters and documents one last time before sleep. She would also have conversations with her ladies-in-waiting who would often be present in her private chambers, providing support and companionship. She might have a brief conversation with them, sharing thoughts about the day or discussing plans for the next day before settling down to sleep. As the hour grew late, Elizabeth I would finally retire to her bed, seeking the rest and rejuvenation necessary for her demanding schedule and responsibilities as a monarch. By 11pm, Queen Elizabeth would be ending her day, allowing herself the rest and recuperation she needed to continue ruling her kingdom effectively. Sleep was crucial for her well-being, enabling her to maintain her health, energy and focus in the face of many challenges and duties that came with her position as a monarch. continue to support my channel by subscribing. Please comment, like and subscribe if you wish for more stories and leave your suggestions below and I will endeavour to cover them.